Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Hello everybody and welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. My name is Barry Miracle. And I just want to welcome you to our show. And uh, I want to continue on our series on love. And hopefully you're enjoying it. I'm hearing some good feedback. Love is the basis of everything. Love is the original realm. God is love. Faith operates through love. I think love's kind of a big deal. And uh, last episode I talked about how that as we forgive our... uh, the people that trespass against us and we give them love and we forgive them out of a heart of love and and we release that we begin to release them and then they're set free and so go back over the the three or four other episodes this is episode number five of love and i want to start off with a kind of a, a humor story and kind of a humorous story i don't know if you heard me right um but a story of the love of a father. And I'm going to open up to you a little bit of what it is like around the miracle household with seven people growing up. (laughs) So the story is about um, this beloved barn cat. um, For my daughter's birthday one year, several, several years ago, one of her friends decided Sarah needs a cat for her birthday. A cat for her birthday. I just want to suggest this to you. Do never, do you never, you should never bring a living creature into a home as a present ever. Anyway, so I was, I was like, no way. There's no way that Sarah's bringing home a cat. There's no way we're bringing a cat into this house. We are dog people. We are not that kind of cat people. Actually, Tammy is, and we have two cats now, so, you know. There you go. But anyway, so Marshmallow came home one day. The cat that my daughter would affectionately call Marshmallow was not gotten from a pet store. No, nor was it even we didn't get it at the pound where it got its shots and and everything was taken care of. No, this was a flea bitten barn cat. Yes, flea bitten because it had fleas. But Sarah loved this thing, and yes, we got rid of the fleas, and yes, it slept with Sarah. It was her baby. This cat developed a strange habit, though. Um, It liked to eat Nerf bullets. You know, the rubber-tipped bullets that, uh, you know, your kids would get for Christmas, and they would shoot them around the house, leave them all, all over the place, just like normal boys and girls would do. So we had five kids, and then Tammy and I, so that's where the seven comes from. And, uh... So three girls and two boys, and the boys just loved shooting anything that moved with these Nerf guns. And, you know, seemingly, uh, you know, harmless, soft Nerf bullets. I said seemingly, except when you try to eat them. They don't digest very well, and apparently, and if you're you're a cat, there's a perfect size to get wedged in your intestine. So eventually we noticed that Marshmallow, the cat, wasn't eating much and was getting real thin and almost lifeless. So Tammy says uh, to to me, she says, we better take the cat to the vets. And I'm like, okay, how much is that going to be? 
No big deal. So Tammy takes the cat and Sarah. Strategic error. Should have been just Tammy. Takes Tammy and Tammy takes Sarah. Like I said, strategic error. So I get a call at work and Tammy says that the cat needs emergency surgery or will not live. And I'm like, well, praise the Lord. He'll have a great time in heaven. And Tammy says it's going to be over $1,200. And I'm like, $1,200? There's no way in heaven we're spending, no way we're spending $1,200 on a barn cat. We're not talking about saving a dog or a cat that has papers and it was properly bred. And nope, nope, we're talking about a flea-bitten barn cat that nobody would have even missed on the farm but has become Sarah's best friend. So I'm like, Tammy, there's no way. Just tell Sarah that we will get her another cat and that this was the way it was the way it was gonna be. And it's just way too much money. Twelve hundred dollars. We had like tuition to pay. We had all these different other bills, and they're like twelve hundred bucks. And then Tammy says, I tried. And she just wailed. And I says, no, we can't do it. She says, well, if you think you can tell her no, then here you go. And she, hand, I, no, I, I, she hands Tammy, or Tammy hands the phone to Sarah. And Sarah's on the phone. And she just starts bawling and wailing and almost hyperventilating as she begins to plead plead with me and saying, please, daddy, please, daddy, please, daddy, save Marshmallow's life. So $1,200 later, we rescue the cat. We rescued the cat because of the love for my daughter. The love for my daughter caused me to want to be the person that would rescue her. Love drove me. It's so interesting that, you know, when you when you give, you know, birth to your, your children and, and they're like moments into this life, and they've done nothing but suck the life out of you for nine months out of my wife and out of me because, well, happy wife, happy life. So anyway, you, you know, and then this baby comes in and is doing nothing, absolutely nothing to earn, deserve your praise or adoration or love. But yet you love this critter. You love this baby so much that you're willing to take a bullet for it the moment it came into this realm. It's the love of the Father. It's the love of the Father that drives us to do the many things we do. So anyway, let me just finish this story off. But it, we, I was driven by love. I just could not say no to her that day. It was a big deal. $1,200 was a big deal back then. That's a big deal right now, too. But um, So anyway, we did it. Um, it was a barn cat, guys. This barn cat, I don't know if it wasn't just just not smart. I don't know if it the fleas got to its brain. I don't know what it is, but he ate another bullet. About, I don't know, about six, six, eight months later, and the same thing begins to happen. And I said, there's no way. There's no way. We cannot, we cannot pay another $1,200 for this thing within a year. $2,400, no way. We can't do it. But I knew this was going to be so devastating to Sarah. I said, but we just, there's no way. She's got to understand that we can't spend another $1,200. We got, like I said, we had tuition coming up and, and all these different things that we had to pay for. And so I think it was like the next day, uh, the next night after after we decide that 
something that needs to be done. We, we're having our, we call it the sonship night, where our spiritual sons and daughters would come over to the house. And I would bring a word and a teaching, and, and we would minister, Tammy and I would minister to our spiritual children. So I said to our spiritual children <clears throat> that night, Guys, we're going to go have to go into some serious warfare intercession for my pocketbook. I mean, <clears throat> actually, Marshmallow, Sarah's best friend. So our meeting ended up about 9.30-ish that night, and they stayed till about 1 a.m. But our, our faith had really waned by then, so about midnight, uh, we began to think of what we can do. And one of my spiritual... Uh, uh, daughters is a nurse and she said maybe we could use a turkey baster to syringe and you know flush out the, the nerf bullet and so we tried and then we tried again and the poor little critter breathed its last breath and and dies i'm thinking now what in the world do we do now i am like i'm gonna have a daughter that's devastated and i don't know what we're gonna say to her uh, we prayed and we prayed and we prayed and, and for some reason something didn't happen and and the cat ends up dying. So what do we do now? It was the dead of winter and we had to bury this royalty that became royalty under Sarah's tutelage. We had to bury it behind my store on the reserve uh, that I had back then. And so Sarah could go back and visit her beloved barn cat. So I did anything that a loving father would do. I put the cat in a box and I put it in the freezer. And I, I, there's all kinds of things you can think about that right now. But that's what we did because it was the dead of winter and we could not, you know, there was snow on the ground. We couldn't bury the cat. So we had to preserve it so we could go and we could have a proper burial. So the time came where we were going to have the funeral service for Marshmallow. So we got the cat out of the freezer and headed down to the reserve. <laughs> wow. We, got, we go to where we thought would be a, a really good place for uh, where the cat marshmallow could be buried. And uh, Sarah starts off with a, you know, a, a hymn and a song, uh, you know, Marshmallow's favorite worship song. And, and then I say a few words. And meanwhile, Sarah Bear is crying and Caleb is teasing his younger siblings. And uh, Brandon was, you know, defeating a dragon somewhere in the, in the back 40 there. And they were all, you know, Sarah's dressed up. Tammy was dressed up. Um, the girls were all dressed up. The boys had ties on because it happened to be conveniently chapel day at the Christian church where they went to. And uh, so we perform uh, the cat funeral. And um, so said our words, sang our songs, and the formalities were done. And all I had to do now was to bury the critter. So I put the shovel into the ground and it sunk maybe about four to five inches and then thud. The frost had not come out of the ground yet. And I'm like, oh my word, can anything get any worse? Yes, it could because the shovel I was using had a broken handle and instead of a handle, it had splinters on it. So I'm getting splinters in my hands. It's cold out. Oh, did I mention? I think I might have forgot to tell you. It was raining the whole time. So I'm struggling to get a hold, Doug. I cannot get a hold. I, I barely get the, so I, uh, the box where it could kind of almost fit under the ground so we could bury it properly. And I say, Tammy, you got to get the girls. You got to get them out of here. You got to get them back to the truck so I can finish this and, and you know save somewhat of my child's 
uh, childhood. <laughs> so so I, I, they, they go back and, and Tammy on the way back to the truck, she loses a shoe in the mud. And <laughs> we, anyway, as they turn to go back to the truck, I have, I'm stepping on the box. Up where, don't feel, don't, don't think bad thoughts of me, but I'm, I'm trying to get this box in under the ground so I get covered up. So there, there would be a little decency here. And so anyway, we get that all done. And then we're, the kids are crying and Sammy's, Tammy's upset because she's lost a shoe. And I get in the truck and we try pulling the truck out of the way and we get buried up to the axles in mud. We had to get towed out. It was just one heaven of a day. But why? Why in the world would I share this story with you today? It's because of love. I was motivated out of love. I was motivated out of love to, you know, just throw caution to the winds. Could we use the $1,200 elsewhere? Yes, absolutely. Could we? You know what I mean. I, I said, no, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't crush her. We did, we did our best. And she understood when the, you know, the cat did it again. And, and that, um, but the love of the father, you know, didn't just, you know, get rid of the cat. I, I put it in the freezer. You mean, you know, that's not love. I, I, for me, that was love. It was, it was going the extra mile. What is love? What is a love, the love of a father do? And I just want to read a scripture to you. It's found in Matthew chapter 7, verse 11. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? He's in love with you. Your Father will do crazy things. If you think I would do crazy things for my children, you need to understand your Father would do anything and everything he possibly can do to get his love across to you. There are things that you're willing to do for somebody that you love that you're not willing to do for anybody else. Yeah, well, guys, it's really crazy what people will do because of love or for just human love. That's the part of God that is still in every human being. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11 says they put eternity into the hearts of men. When he, he made humans, and every human comes out of a place of love, every human came out of the heart of the Father. When they came here and they got, they got lost and they, they got planted into chaos and generational chaos and generational loss after loss after loss, and, and they, they've come up and they've come so far, but there's still this, this passion of love for one another. I mean, even in our songs that, you know, the, the, the love ballads of the 80s from White Snake to Here I Go Again on My Lone and Meatloaf that said, I would do anything for love. And then you got O Sherry and Joe Cocker, When a Man Loves a Woman. When a man loves a woman. I mean, he'll sleep out in the rain. He'll turn his back on his best friend. And then you have Journey, the tale of two young kids passing in the night, ships in the night, except it is a bus in a dingy bar, but there was a chance for love. Love is something that people seek after. The Father is so willing and wanting and doing everything he desperately can do to get into the way 
where you can see him loving on you. I'm believing even this day that you will begin to see. And I, I want to address something right now. I just feel by Holy Spirit to address father wounds, that you may not have had this father. And we've all had, you know, father situations in our lives, and, and many of you haven't. But I want to speak right now to to your heart right now. And you're, you're listening to the story and you're, you're saying, I don't, and I think your name's even Jennifer, you're listening and Jennifer, you're saying, well, that's, you know, I don't have that image. I don't have that. I just want to say, Father wants to heal you right now. I release the love of the Father. I speak to the core of who you are. You are a verb. You are loved. And I want to decree and declare this day, Jennifer specifically, Roy specifically, this day, you are receiving. Ray, you're receiving the love of the Father. I speak to you. You are loved. Let that pierce into your heart right now. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be be healed right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Receive the love of the Father that is welling up within your life. You've always wanted to know the love of the Father, and the love of the Father is overwhelming you right now. Receive. I release a Father's blessing right now. I release a Father's blessing into every heart listening right now, into every mind, every will, and every emotion. Receive a Father's blessing. You may have never received a Father's blessing. This is your day. I release the Father's blessing and the fullness of the love therein. In Jesus' mighty name, receive the love of the Father. People will do anything for love. To be loved is to be long. When you are loved, when you are loved, it is the loving kindness of the Lord that leads men to repentance. When you are loved, it begins to give you directions. It's the loving kindness that leads people to repentance. It's not telling them how evil they are, how bad they are, or, you know, they need to change this situation. It is, are they loved? Love, loving kindness leads men to repentance. And if you can create the atmosphere of love, you can create an atmosphere where true fruit can not only be birthed, but can remain. Love, 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 love. Gonoronqua. Remember I spoke that a couple episodes ago? Gonoronqua is the healing medicine. Gonoronqua is Mohawk for I love you. And I release again Gonoronqua, the loving medicine, because within Gonoronqua is Onunqua, which is the Mohawk word for medicine. When you release love into your children, when you release love into your families, when you release love into your community, and when you release love into your enemy's life, you begin to shift and change. Creativity comes when you are operating in love. Creative thoughts come when you begin to operate in love. You cannot drive out hate with hate. You must drive out hate with love. Love is the answer. We have a lot of issues here in Canada, especially with the uncovering of all these precious children's bodies that were uh, put in these unmarked graves. 
And it's, you know, what do we do? What do we do? Where, where is the justice? Where, what do we do for recompense? What do we do for, you know, how can we hope for reconciliation when, you know, things are broken and seem, things just seem to be getting worse at times in certain situations? And, and what do we do? And all I can say is it all began with love. And if we can somehow find it in our lives to operate in this love of the Father. We cannot do this. You cannot forgive heinous people. You cannot forgive. I have friends, you know, pastors of mine. The the thing that they, they bothers them most about people is the stupidity. Now, what does that mean? It's just they, they keep doing the same thing. They don't want to do anything to change it. And you're like, you're fr- frustrated. And But what, what do we do? We, there's nothing we can do sometimes for people except the love beyond knowledge. I talked about that a few episodes, but I just want to mention that again, that we must learn how to love beyond knowledge. What is love beyond knowledge? You may even know that they're practicing evil. You may even know that they're saying all manner evil against you. You may even know that they're they're not doing what they said they're doing. And you may know that they're lying. You may know that they're cheating. You may know that they're not doing what they need to do, but don't Hold it against them. Begin to wrap a greater circle of love. Lasso them with love so that they can begin to think clearly again. When you, about three episodes ago, I think I, I mentioned about love that covers and smothers. When you cover people with love, you begin to give them a way out. Some of the most heinous people covered by love. People that don't know how to get out of situations because the barrage and the attack of the enemy is so intense and they've even put themselves in that situation. But if you can cover them with love, the Bible says cover, love covers a multitude of sins. When you cover people with love enough, you begin to smother out and you begin to cover their ears and you begin to cover their eyes and you begin to cover them so that they can actually have like a cone of silence. You remember the cone of silence on Maxwell Smart? He was the chief. It's time for the cone of silence. And it was ridiculous. But the, the point is, is that it, love comes down and around people and nothing can be heard from the outside. So when you cover people with love, you're actually smothering them and choking out the works of the flesh and the enemy cannot speak to them. For our nation of Canada and for the nation of of America and nations around the world, how do we get out of all the turmoils and, and problems and pains of this last season and this whole COVID situation is the love beyond knowledge. Love is the answer. Love is the key. Love will pave forth a better tomorrow. It all started with love. It started with a being called love. And every time you begin to operate in love within your spheres of influence, every time you begin to walk through the impossible gate 
of love. It's impossible, guys, to love the people that are saying all manner of evil against you. It's impossible to love the heinous criminals. And I don't even want to mention their actions, but it, it is impossible to love these people that have been mean to children and 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 to to women and to people that have been, you know, that are vulnerable. It's impossible to love these people, but God is calling us to love our enemies. Love those who despitefully use. This is the test. Do we have love for one another and do we love those who are unlovable? This is when you know the love of God is shed abroad in your heart. The fruit of your Christendom is that not that you can, you know, tell the future or that you can speak to mountains and see them removed. These are automatic things that need to happen because of our relationship with the Holy Spirit who knows the deep things of God. And the Holy Spirit and the power of God should be operating in our lives on a regular basis. But the key, the fruit to showing whether or not we are believers in Christ is this. Do I love my brother? And do I take care of my brother? And do I love my enemies? And do I honor and prefer and love those people more than myself? This is the gauge. Love is the gauge. He made it this way because he is love. And when you begin to operate in love, it's not showing weakness. It's showing great strength. And it is something that will truly bring the creative answers into your life. So as you operate in love, you will begin to receive the wise and witty and ingenious ideas. When you operate in love, you begin to operate in fruitfulness and fruit that will remain. When you walk in love you be, and, uh, and begin to operate in love, you begin to operate in the now answers that you will need. It, fruitfulness will come alive in your life when you begin to walk in love like never before. This needs to be a prayer. That, that we as the ecclesia, we as the called out ones, the we as the, the ones that claim to know the Christ, when we begin to emulate them. You know, it says in, in um, 1 John 4, 17, that perfect, um, no, as he is, so are we in this world. As he is, so are we in this world. As he is... So are we in this world. But I've quoted that because it's a beautiful, charismatic scripture that describes about our great capabilities as we begin to operate like our Father. But the, the first part of that verse says this, Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. It's because we've learned how to love. We've learned how to, how to love. And then 1 John 4, 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment, but we, but he, sorry, who fears has not been made perfect in love. When the famed um, prophet Bob Jones went to heaven, the only thing the father asked him, was, did you love well? And then he sent him back to do that very thing. And then it was his job from that point on to love well. What does it mean to love well? That's what I pray for us today. 
that we would learn. And Father God, I'm just asking for grace today. That you would teach us how to love well. That we would, we would fall in love with you, Father God, with you, Jesus, and with you, Holy Spirit. We would, we would return to our first love. In Revelations, it says that I have this one thing against you, that you've, you've left your first love. Can I just suggest that you fall in love with Jesus again? Because you will do anything for love. If you just fall in love with Jesus all over again, you will pay $1,200 to get a cat fixed. If, if you just fall in love with Jesus, you'll get up and go to church. If you just fall in love with Jesus, you will tithe. If you just fall in love with Jesus, you will do anything for love. You will, if you will just understand his love for you and you, and you begin to receive and spend time with the Prince of Love, when you spend time, in 1 Corinthians 1.13, it says you've been transferred from the kingdom of darkness and and into the kingdom of the son of his love. Spend time in the kingdom of the son of his love so that you can love well. Amen. Well, hopefully you had a couple laughs with that story. Hopefully uh, Peter does not come and charge me. Uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, I meant no harm and we try to do our best, but hopefully you had a good laugh over that. And, and hopefully that got a point across that your heavenly father will, will do anything for love. And he loves you. You are loved. That's the core of who you are. Let him love on you. In Jesus' mighty name, I speak to any boundaries and blockages and hereditary curses right now. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ against you from stopping God's people from receiving their love from their Father. Amen. So uh, next week, we're going to start a new episode and we will, uh, I'll announce it next week, the next series will be going on. So hopefully you enjoyed this series five um, podcasts on love. Share the podcast with uh, somebody that you might think that would, would love to hear this or need to hear this and go to my website, uh, wakeupintoyourdream.com or barrymiracle.ca and you can get a hold of some resources and you can get a hold of us. Please make a comment and if you can or if you want to and you think it's right, give us a five-star review. If you have any testimonies, I'd love to hear them. But for now, this is Barry Miracle signing off. Until next week, wake up into your dream and enjoy the process. Love you all. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.